0: Thank <laughs> you.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sport of Kings podcast. On this pod, we cover the late pick five at Del Mar on Saturday, July twenty fourth. This is show number one thirty one, July twenty third, two thousand twenty one. I'm Scott Carson, founder of Sport of Kings, and I'm joined, and I'm joined by my co-host, Hall of Fame handicapper Chris Larmy. Chris, what's going on?
0: Not a whole lot, just uh, enjoying the summer and uh, got the Olympics kicking off. I had forgot all about that, the Olympics. (laughs) So uh, I always enjoy some of the events in the summer. And we've got all this great horse racing going on across the country. So looking forward to this weekend.
1: Yeah. um, You know, I haven't done any handicapping of Saratoga. And I'm, you know, after we get off the pod today, I'm looking forward to digging into that card tomorrow. It'll be my first taste of the spa.
0: Yeah, it looks like the forecast is pretty good. I mean, the everyone always compares Del Mar to Saratoga. I mean, one thing nice about Del Mar is the weather's pretty reliable. You typically don't have to worry about the weather. Um, whereas Saratoga, the racing is great, but boy, the weather is so iffy um day to day. So Hopefully this weekend we'll have good weather and good racing um, coast to coast.
1: Play in the Sport of Kings NHC qualifier starting every month. Each month, the top 50 players who are NHC Tour members advance to round two, which is Breeders' Cup weekend. In that final, 450 players will duke it out playing all 14 Breeders' Cup races. Two people will win a seat to the NHC, and the top 100 will get tour points. Join the NHC tour before any monthly round one begins. If you join the tour, you could win up to 20 seats to the NHC in free contests. For only 50 bucks, it's the best deal in racing. If you sign up for the tour, use promo code SPORTOFKINGS so we get credit. If you haven't signed up for our free contests with free DRFPPs, go to sportofkings.net right now. Thank you, and good luck. And we have a special returning guest. He's qualified to the NHC seventeen times. He finished second in the two thousand nine NHC, winning one hundred fifty thousand dollars. He's all around great guy, Dennis DeCower. Dennis, welcome back.
2: Well, thank you. Very happy to be back.
1: All right, how has your tourney play been lately, Dennis? Uh, I think you you've already qualified for the next NHC, the one that's in January. Uh, how did you how did you do it, and how's your play been?
2: Uh, my play has been fairly good this year. Um, I've pretty much um, restricted most of my play to just online online tournaments. A lot of horse tourneys play. I've been fortunate to do fairly well in some of the cash tourneys. As far as my qualifying to the NHC, uh, for, the, for the tournament coming up in August, I had qualified on points in the top 75 last year that didn't otherwise qualify And this year, somewhat completely opposite, in like the second uh, Friday $75 tournament of the year, I finished in the top three. And there was enough entries in that tournament that they that they took three. And uh, so uh, by by like mid February, I was already qualified for for the January tournament. I haven't played too much in in any other NHC qualifiers. to me, if I get a second spot, it's kind of a byproduct. I don't particularly think myself is extraordinarily good with a second entry. Uh, I think my focus sometimes is better as if I only have one entry, but if I get one, I get one. Um, but my overall tournament play this year, I think has been pretty good.
1: All right. Well, um, I'm going to, I'm, I'm sort of with you on the one entry of the NHC. I, I, I like it better because, um, I can focus on one entry. And, uh, mm-hmm. if I have two entries, some, I, you know, the, the, the time I had two entries after I finished sixth in the NHC, I ended out putting plays on the wrong tickets. And I know that's, you know, that's amateur hour, but it just, it, it happened. And, you know, when you have two entries and you got, you got to press that button to go to the other entry. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you forget, you know, when you're last minute sticking in a bet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a terrific zigzagger when it comes to having two entries and, uh, uh, might end up with two entries in the middle of the pack. And, um, yeah, I'd much rather be the guy that had one at the top and the other one at the bottom than two in the middle, but I'm just not very skilled with a second entry.
1: Chris, did you have any questions for Dennis? Uh,
0: Well, he's Southern Cal based, and I know you follow Del Mar closely. Anything in particular about Del Mar in general that we would want to know as players, especially those that aren't as familiar with the track, uh, either based on past years or anything you've seen early on in the meet this year that you want to
2: highlight? Well, I'll start by saying in past years that I think, I think Del Mar can vary a lot from uh, week, week to week, and sometimes from day to day, and into how the track is playing, uh, whether it's outside, inside, uh, speed-oriented, closer-oriented. You know, the uh, the voodoo people have said for years that that has to do with the tide, and then maybe there's some truth to that. I have no idea. Um, Having said about that variance from time to time, I I think opening weekend, which was three days last weekend, uh, the dirt track really played outside, really played outside. Whether you're near the pace or you're off the pace, out away from the rail was clearly where you wanted to be, in my opinion, uh, last weekend. The turf course, the sprints seemed to really play to speed, but that may well be just because there was breakaway speed in each race and we all know that regardless of distance, if a horse can get an easy lead, uh, they can get pretty brave. The the longer turf races I thought seemed pretty fair. The rails were at zero feet last last weekend, meaning they weren't moved out at all from their natural position. And I see that uh, Saturday they're at 12 feet, so it'll be the first time that they're out. Typically at Del Mar, unlike Santa Anita, when they move them out, they generally move them out and leave them at the same place for the whole weekend. Uh, Santa Anita would move them each day, but Del Mar traditionally hasn't done that. I don't know what their plan is for this year, but traditionally when they're, when they move them for, for a weekend, they tend to leave them there for the entire weekend.
0: All right. Well, we'll have to check our tie charts and um, correlate that (laughs) with inside outside bias.
1: (laughs) All right. We're doing the uh, late pick five at Del Mar, starting with the seventh race. And it's a very interesting race because it's almost all first-time starters. It's a maiden special weight, five and a half furlongs on dirt, purse of seventy thousand for two-year-old fillies. And Dennis, what did you think here?
2: Well, I think that obviously any race where only one horse is run uh, is very difficult. Race potentially to handicap. Uh, over the years, my my experience has been that having a race under their belt is a huge, huge advantage. Uh, I tend to, I tend to like horses uh, like this four horse who, who is stepping up in class. I mean, he's stepping up here off a claim and he's eligible for the ship and win, and uh, a maiden fifty thousand claimer at at uh, Churchill is a fairly representative race. The horse ran well.
1: And you're um, you're talking it, about Brimage. Brimage, yeah,
2: fifteen to one on the morning line with uh, Alberto Rispoli. Uh, I I certainly give that horse a look in the race. Uh, They tend to show improved speed second time out, and even though this horse may be running against some horses that are much better bred, uh, I I think this horse um, should make a very good account of herself. Um, Of the horses that haven't run, obviously the rest of the field, um, the one horse, the Bob Baffert horse, and, you know, Bob Baffert has all of his. Um, well-known issues at this point in time, but this Bob Baffert horse is is by one of the best horses I've ever seen run, Arrogant, out of a mare that's been a pretty amazing mare. Uh, Jess Whistle Dixie, I believe, has got five starters to date. Three of them were first-time winners. Uh, Among her starters are horses that are going to be pretty well-known to to our listeners, Mohamed and New Year's Day, Um, and uh, the rail traditionally is a good post going five and a half furlongs, in spite of what I was saying last earlier about last week's outside uh, bias on the dirt. Uh, I think five and a half furlongs traditionally is a is a good post on the dirt. I've never been a big fan of um, Mike Smith uh, on the rail first time out sprinting, uh, although I do remember a horse uh, uh, of Jerry Hollendorfer's uh, during the Del Mar tournament about uh, six or eight years ago on the rail, that I said, we'll have to see one with this horse. And she only won by about 12 lengths. Uh, her name happened to be Songbird. Um, so if he's got the right horse, uh, he, he can win from the rail first time out. But um, I, I looked at a lot of the breeding uh, in the race. I'm a, I'm a big uh, fan of the dam side breeding. Uh, I think that uh, uh, the three horses by Constitution, who's been a pretty hot sire this year. Uh, but the dam the dam's offspring been pretty cheap. Pretty cheap. Uh you know, the the two horse in by intermischief. I mean, we're all very familiar with some of the great things that Inter Mischief has done and they paid four hundred and thirty thousand for this filly. Uh again, I didn't think that there was a lot produced on the on the dam side so far. And John Scherris almost always needs to needs to let him run one. Uh he didn't win Zenyatta, but it's pretty rare that he wins with a first time starter. Um, the five horse, the five horse, the Mandela.
1: That's, again, uh,
2: should, that's honor it. Honor it. Yeah. Uh, the Mandela horse, um, the, uh, the dam, uh, only routed and the only sibling so far has been a turf router. Uh, probably going to be a very nice horse. I don't know the sprinting is going to be what this horse wants to do and the uh, six horses by mclean's music uh, i was at san anita the one and only time mclean's music ran and he ran 107 and two uh one by half the length of the stretch uh, i believe the buyer he was given was 114 if i'm not mistaken it's still the highest buyer ever run by a first-time starter um but the dam uh the dam uh was one for one with first-time starters but the horse pretty cheap horse. Uh, certainly certainly mark Glad is very capable of winning first time out um, and um, as far as the other two horses go the, the one unique thing about the eight horse peanut butter cup is that she's the only horse that has multiple workouts over the delmar surface uh, most everybody else has worked over the delmar surface in fact i think everybody has at least once so it's a bit of a grab bag. Like I said, I tend to like horses that have had an out and, and that are going up in class. Uh, the four is eligible for the ship and win and the ship and win horses did very well last weekend. Uh, I would be worried about how good the one horse might be. Um, other than that, I mean, it's it's one of those races that, you know, that in the pick five, if you only have one or two horses, you're always worried about whether you're to have enough coverage.
1: All right. Well, um, Nice rundown of almost the entire field there. Um, and just for future races, if you can just use the horses' names, because um, some sure, people sure. will uh, will not be able to look at the program while they're listening. Uh, Chris, what did you think here?
0: Well, you, you sort of have to start with the Baffert horses. Like, I mean, Dennis did a good job describing this one's good. But I mean, in general, at Santa Anita, two-year-old first-time starters, Baffert wins at some crazy high percentage, but, you know, 30,
1: with all 39% the, at and, Del Mar. And,
0: and I, I think there was one meeting a few years ago where he won like 11 straight first time starting two-year-olds or something crazy like that. So, you know, he's, he's really dangerous, but with all the controversy and, and scrutiny he's getting, it'll be interesting to see if he has the same sort of results. So, This is certainly a good test case because this is definitely a well-bred horse, but, you know, I, kind of would watch the tote board, um, on it. Uh, but you know, I, because of everything that's going on this year, I, I'm a little more inclined to try to take a shot against him. Uh, the, there's two horses that Dennis mentioned I'm interested in. The one is the one that it does have a start. I do think that's an advantage. I wish it hadn't been in the maiden claimer because you know, that, I just don't know if he'll be quite good enough to take on the kind of horses that are in this, this race, but the experience help it helps. And it's a half to dirty dangle who was a pretty good filly at Woodbine. I think Scott had picked once on the pod last year and, um, the horse was training well before its debut and went off at eight to five. So, you know, if it really goes off at 15 to one, that one's interesting. And of the firsters, I like the two horse mitigation. I know Shirus doesn't have a great record with first timers, but I've seen him win several times with really good horses. And this one's by into mischief. Who's tends to have very precocious offspring and it's really trained well at San Louis Ray. So they paid 400,000 for it. Um, to me, you know, this might be one of those Shairus that does fire at first asking. And because of that reputation he has, you know, I think that's why you have 10 to 1 in the morning line. So, you know, those are the two, bramage and the four horse and the two mitigation that um, I'm interested in. But from a betting standpoint, these are the kind of races I'm typically passing.
1: Okay, well, this is really uh, – it's really an interesting race. I, I like races like this when they're part of the sequence if I have – if I can go skinny in other races because um, there's a – you know, I have a few rules – that I follow when it comes to the pick five. And one of them is that if, if any horse has a fast gate work and that's like under 49, um, yeah, it's under 49 at four furlongs and under one Oh one at five furlongs that you have to include the horse because they have a shot at winning and almost every one of these horses has a fast workout. So, so that's, you know, so that's a problematic, uh, so it's hard to narrow it down in this race. Um, Mirasol, you guys have spoken about that horse and clearly it's incredible breeding. Every, uh, all the siblings ran fast when they were young and the dam also ran fast when she was young. It has a 47.3 gatework and a 112.4 gatework. So, uh, and you know Baffert is 39% first time two year old at the track at Del Mar and, and and this is because it's a boutique meet I this is when I use that saved formulator pattern and uh, he basically blows every other trainer out of out of the water when it comes to that angle we don't know what the price is going to be you know it's all going to really depend on the Andy Harrington workout report right because uh if he if he's got a uh, If she's got great workout reports, then she might be three to five. Um, But I will agree with Chris. So I would, I would, you know, I would include Mirasol for sure. Uh, But I would agree with Chris on mitigation because, you know, the the trainer, he's only one for 16 with first time starters uh, that are two-year-olds at this track, but he's got a bunch of seconds with good horses, including Honor AP and Express Train. And uh, has a really nice uh, 100.3 workout, uh, gate workout, and also a 59.1 non-gate workout. Uh, so, I, you know, because I can't really narrow it down at later legs, I can't go that deep in this race. Uh, and I don't know if I'm playing the pick five at all, but I would definitely include the one and the two, Mirasol and Mitigation.
0: Uh, Well, you kind of covered everything already, Dennis, probably in here. I don't have a lot to add other than, um, you know, dance to music seems like one that has a lot of early gate speed and drew on the outside. So, you know, that's probably the third horse that I might think about using would be dance to the music. And McLean's music, they tend to be really precocious as well as two-year-olds.
1: Yeah, I mean,
2: these are these are uh, these are you know obviously highly speculative situation here when we have when we have seven or eight non starters, seven non starters in an eight horse field. But uh, uh you know, I think I think collectively, you know, we've we've done a pretty good job of you know you know, trying to focus on the on the more likely than not. And I think you're right, Scott. Almost everybody has one of those qualifying one of those qualifying works and until until you see what Andy Harrington or, or maybe Toby Terrell has to say about the works. Um, uh, it, it's hard to know how good some of those works were, but you're spot on. If if Aaron, Andy Harrington like you know likes to work on a horse, so goes the tote board.
1: Well, we'll be able to look at the tote board before playing the pick five, and uh, that could help things. We'll move could, to the eighth race. Oh, go ahead.
2: I was gonna say, and and, and clearly that goes both ways. We could, you know, if, if, if uh, a takes a ton of money, um, there, there could be some real value in a horse that, that floats up, uh, in the first leg of a, of a pick five. A lot of people will get off that horse and there could be some real potential, uh, value, even if there's a, a short price horse later on in the sequence. All
1: right, let's move to the eighth race. It's the Eddie Reed. It's a grade two mile and an eighth on turf purse of 250,000 for three year olds and up. Chris, why don't you get us started this time?
0: Yeah, this race, uh, probably my biggest opinion is I, um, don't like United. I've never been a big fan. I've always thought he, his good races tended to be with perfect trips. Um, and I think he's definitely better going longer where he, or the paces are slower and he's right up on the pace, usually like stalking the leader, this shorter distance with quicker horses. I think he's going to be either much farther back than he, than he likes to be. Or if he is up on the pace, he'll be going much quicker than he, he would like to go. So I I'm kind of against, or I'm definitely against United. So that's probably my strongest opinion. Um, The other favorite smooth light straight, I'm not as negative on that one. He's a solid horse. He seems to have a tactical edge in here. And I, I do think this might be the limit and from a distance standpoint for him, but he has run well before going nine furlongs, So I think he's the one to beat. And of the two favorites, he's the one I would use. But I think say the word um, who ran second to smooth, like straight last time uh, they faced each other going a flat mile. Uh, could turn the tables on smooth, like straight in here because, you know, he wants to go longer. And I was surprised at how well he, he ran at, at only a mile. And I think, at you know, nine furlongs, he could um, reverse the order finish in that last race. And if they do bet United and smooth, like straight uh, you could get, say the word um, at a little better price. Maybe he floats up above that mooring line and and he might be one that you could play. In the wind pool, but definitely um in the pick five, I would probably lean on say the word and um you know include smooth leg straight. And there's one other horse I like in here, but I'll hold off on saying anything because I have a feeling Scott might like that horse.
1: Uh Uh-huh. All right. Say the word. Um, who had a big win at Keeneland at a mile and a half two races ago. What did you think here, Dennis?
2: Well, I think um, I, I disagree a bit with Chris on United, and I'm not a big fan of United in this spot, but I, I think United actually does like this distance. Uh, it's two for two uh, at this distance, having won the Eddie Reed uh, last year from just tracking off the pace and having run, uh, won an optional 62-5 uh, race two years ago with Del Mar, closing from basically dead last in the race. So I think he loves the track, and I do think he likes the distance, I just don't think he's quite as good as he as he was, uh, you know, a year or two ago, and and that's one of the reasons I'm I'm, I'm playing against him in in this spot. Uh, perhaps my best, you know, value play or my best play even in the whole sequence is in this race, and and that's Count Again, the four horse, uh, with formerly Jersey Joe Bravo, now Mar Joe Bravo. Uh, I thought Bravo rode very well last week on the tra- on the track. Uh, he did ride out here. About ten or fifteen years ago, I think for a year or so, um, a friend of mine had his uh, had his uh, book as a jockey agent back then. Um, he, he's over two going a mile and an eighth, but I think that's a little deceptive. Uh, he has he has won at longer distances, but I, I I love the race he ran at Del Mar last fall when he won the Sea Biscuit. It was at a mile and a sixteenth. The fractions were about as slow as they could be in a, in a grade two race. Um, and he just exploded uh, off those slow fractions. He just exploded. And if they were going a mile to mile and eighth, I think he would have just opened up the lead more and more. And there were some pretty nice horses in there like Flavius and, and next shares. And he just ran away from them in the, in the stretch. And I think, uh, his allegedly in that January 2nd race that he ran at Santa Anita, when he ran so poorly that he bled in that race. Uh, but he's come back since then. Uh, in the kill mile, I was at Santa Anita that day, and uh, again, uh, off fractions that were relatively modest. He just, he closed, madly closed in the stretch to just miss against, uh, hit the road in smooth like straight that day. Uh, didn't quite fire in the in the race, uh, in the turf classic at Churchill, but he wasn't disgraced. And obviously, there was that was a very, very strong field with horses uh, like domestic spending in there. And I know smooth like straight finished in front of him that day. But I, I think that um, uh, he, the way he ran on the Del Mar course last year, I think he really likes it. I think he's really, really a nice horse, and he is probably my best value play of the day uh, in this sequence.
1: Okay, count again. He uh, also gets a flow upgrade from racingflow.com. Um, I thought this race was really tough. I, I think United could win it. He won it last year. He's not going to be any value, but um, you know, I, he he actually gets some weight this time. Which is which is interesting. Usually he's the high weight. Um, I think you know, I, I to safely get through this leg, I'd want to have every horse. I think just about all of them. Um, the one I'm going to pick is Restrained Vengeance. He's about as fast as these horses, and the only question is will he get the distance um the question is well the answer to that question is if you look at his dirt form he has a couple of wins at nine furlongs on the dirt and he's always been uh he he can he's surface neutral i mean he basically can run on anything so i think he's the value at 10 to 1. and um you know i think he'll be even higher than 10 to 1 because the these are a fancy group right these are some uh, some big names smooth like smooth like straight count again, say the word. um, United. So that's who I'm landing on.
0: Yeah, I kind of thought you'd like him. Um, I I think he he has a chance in here. I do. I am concerned about the distance. I do think he's more of a miler and those those wins in a mile and eighth were in New Mexico against much weaker competition. Um so I'm not sure he quite has the class but the the connections don't get bit and like you said he could float way up above that morning line. I don't know if I like him so much to win but I think he could fill out the exacta uh, at a big price or maybe the trifecta. Um so you know I kind of with you that horse is interesting and I can't disagree with anything Dennis said about Count again. You know he's a nice horse, too. He's a stable mate with say the word. I do think say the word might be a little bit better, but you know they're pretty close and and it kind of depends on what the price will be. So, like you all said, it's it's a it's a pretty interesting race for a small field. It's hard to eliminate any of them. Maybe the only one I would say would be a real shock would be the one horse vintage print. Um that's the one horse I really didn't consider as a contender, but the rest of them all um, have a chance and what could be a real interesting race.
1: I, I do like, vintage,
2: a, oh, go ahead, Dennis. I, I said poor old vintage print only cost 1.8 million as a uh, yearling at Keeneland back in 2018, uh, but because it hasn't quite lived up to the, to the hype. Uh, uh, but he, uh, uh, he certainly does have some breeding. I, I, am with you. I, I think he'd be a surprise to me, but um, uh, uh Certainly, certainly brought a big buck at the Keeneland sale back in 2018.
1: Well, a couple of reasons to like the horse, Uh, his best workouts ever since his last race. He's a four-year-old that's improving and he's putting on blinkers and the trainer hits with uh, 50% with that angle. That's only, that's only uh, four horses that he's put the blinkers on, but uh, two of them have won. So if you you know if you were looking for reasons to like that horse, there's a couple. The other horse that I'm kind of interested in is Award Winner, who is not yeah you know, he's almost as fast as these based on his last race, and maybe he's just putting it all together right now. He was fast when he was a two year old. He ran a pretty big slop race, and he really didn't get back to that race until his four year old year, and this year as a five year old with the new trainer you know he's coming off two wins in a row including a a nice win over acclimate who then went on to win like the mile and three quarter race so uh so i would definitely use those two for sure and go as deep as i could for the rest uh for the rest of the pick five
2: well his trainer david hoffman's is certainly capable of uh, winning big races with good horses uh Done very very well with some big horses over the year. And As we remember, I believe he was he was the trainer of Touch Gold, who uh, who destroyed the Triple tr- uh, Crown dreams of uh, one of Baffert's horses,
1: Silver Charm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, well yeah. Oh, go ahead.
0: Well, I was gonna say I I I like him. I think he's going going to get a good trip i just not sure. It seemed like he got better when they stretched him out to the longer distances, and they're cutting him back here, So, and I'm not sure about the distance so much with him, but it does seem like he could sit a real good trip right off of smooth lake straight early.
1: All right. Well, that's uh, two tough legs. To start the pick five let's move to the ninth race it's an allowance optional claiming six and a half furlongs on dirt purse of seventy-two thousand for three-year-olds and up and dennis what did you think here
2: well as i as i said uh, earlier on in the show last weekend the the delmar dirt track really played two horses running outside now they you know they didn't have to necessarily have to have an outside post uh, but the horses whether they were near the lead or whether they were they were coming from well off the pace. Um, really, uh, really wanted to be outside when they when they came around the turn in and down the stretch. Um, six and a half furlongs is, uh, I, I think, one of my favorite distances in a sprint. And typically, I will really look for horses coming out of two turn races um, back to the six and a half furlongs and, and think that they might have a big kick in the race. I really searched long and hard here to to see if I was really comfortable with anybody in that profile that, that I thought had, had a big shot in the race. And certainly I'll stand taller comes out of a, a route race at Los Alamitos last time. But, um, and, and I, I would say he has, he has a chance for sure, but, but the horse I'm leaning to in the race, uh, is the three horse, Joe Don Looney. Uh, again, he, he's a three-year-old running against older. We're well into the racing season at this point. And I, I think this is a, uh, an improving horse uh, since since the trainer, Lorenzo uh, Ruiz, who is not well known outside of California, but I have a lot of respect for this trainer, uh, has done very well on some of the lesser circuits in the last few years. And when he's got limited chances of, um, at the bigger tracks like Santa Anita and Del Mar, uh, has held his own pretty well. Claimed this horse a couple starts back at Santa Anita from Steve Maiotti, who, who uh, has been a very successful trainer both in Northern and Southern California for many years. Uh, and he was strictly a speed horse going out and challenging or actually being on the pace when Steve Mayotti had him. And then the two races for uh, Lorenzo Ruiz have been completely different. Uh, the first time out, the horse kind of got bothered at the break, didn't break very well. But uh, the jockey, Jessica Piper, just grabbed him and took him way back to the back of the pack. And, and I thought he ran a, a deceptively good race that day. the The winner was an absolute runaway winner. And this horse was only beat a couple lengths per second in an optional 20,000, uh, which is this level they're running today. And then last time out at Los Alamitos, again, the horse was intentionally taken back off the pace, made a solid uh, close against uh, uh, Teton Valley, who was a six to five wire to wire winner that day. And I, I just think this horse is showing renewed uh, interest in the stretch and um, uh this different style may be exactly what this horse wants to do i also like the fact that that uh, since race the horse has had a much improved workout the last workout before uh before the last race was four furlongs at los alamitos in 49 flat has come back since then uh and worked uh, the same distance at the same track los al in 46 and two and i like horses that are coming off the pace when they show a nice quick workout before an upcoming race. So uh, Joe Don Looney would be would be my top uh, pick in the race at uh, six to one on the morning line.
1: Uh, Good numbers for that trainer all around, including a 251 ROI at Del Mar. Chris, what are you thinking?
0: Well, I actually like the first horse that Dennis mentioned, the four aisle stand taller. To me, you know, he has a lot of upside, and he is cutting back in distance. Like Dennis said, his first two races sprinting on the dirt were really good. In his debut, he ran a pretty good race, didn't win, but he had a little bit of trouble. Second race, he 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 won, and and then they stepped him right into a stakes race going long on the synth at Golden Gate. He ran okay, but. This horse is really bred to sprint top and bottom. So they cut him back when, unfortunately, in his next race, he was in against some really good horses, the Chosen Braun, Laurel River, Wipe the Slate. And he actually ran pretty well. He showed some good speed, but just completely spit the bit late and uh, actually got east to the wire. Um, so you would think they might just keep him sprinting now and, and run him against softer company, but they tried to stretch him out again. This time I lost Al in his last, he didn't run bad, but I mean, this horse is a sprinter. and So now they are finally cutting him back. This time they're cutting him back and he's in company that's not nearly as strong as what he was uh, up against last time he sprinted. Um, he has tactical speed. He should be really fit right now. Um, to me, you know, that's the horse to, to to bet in here if you get the five to one or more. There's another horse I like in here as well. Um, but to me, there's a lot to like about Al taller.
1: Well, I'm going to agree with you, gentlemen, on each of your picks. I would consider both of them uh, absolute uses, Joe Don Looney and Al taller. I'm going to add a third horse to the mix, and that is the one, RMC Hookham, who is one for one on dirt, and he's a big horse. He should like this extra half furlong. Um, you know, it, it, he, was, he was right behind a bunch of horses in his last race and uh, eventually got out and uh, won it from the outside. And he just looked like a big lumbering horse. I think he'll actually prefer the six and a half furlongs over the six. And um, yeah, he's an include for me.
2: That trainer Victor Trujillo of your horse, the one horse, uh, has has done very very well, <clears throat> um, primarily in Northern California. But he's even done okay, I think, on horses he's brought down here in the last couple of years. Uh, and um, I'd never be afraid to use him when he when he sends a horse to Southern Cal. Yeah,
0: the other horse I uh, would include would be the two horse pushed to start who looks like the horse that might clear early and that's always dangerous Um, switches trainers to you know pretty good trainer and Carla Gaines and you know to me get some weight off with Jessica Pfeiffer and I think this will be you know the plan will be to send and it could be the speed of the speed it is six and a half which I think might test the limits of the horse but if it can get an easy lead early that probably won't matter that much it kind of depends on Whether or not it can clear, I think a horse might get bet though because of that. So that's why I'm a little more interested in All Stand Taller, who I'm more confident. You know, should get the distance. He's got, she's got, or he's got the tactical speed to stay close and maybe outfinish, push to start late, and probably be a better price.
1: All right. Well, that's a, a tricky race. Have to go a little deep in that race, I think. We'll move to the 10th. It's the San Clemente Stakes, a mile on turf, purse of 200,000 for three-year-old fillies. And Chris, why don't you start it off this time?
0: Well, this race has a pretty strong favorite going global. That horse definitely is very strong, very solid, good rider, good post. It is giving weight to some of the field, but has also been training well. So it's really hard to knock that horse, um, and it's one I think you have to use. I think the one that could upset at a price in here is the 10 karakatsi, who I don't like to post so much, but this horse is shipping in from Gulfstream, so it might get overlooked a bit. It it does get in at the lighter weight. Uh, it it has been facing some really good horses in, in Gulfstream, like... Uh, jouster and con lima uh both of those horses would be you know buying for favoritism with going global in here if they were in the race the horse didn't embarrass itself against those so i think you know the level of competition is strong uh gets kent de sormo who you know in his heyday he could ride the del mar turf course as good as anybody and uh, when he wants to ride he can still ride and he might just give this horse a good trip and overcome that post 10. And you might get a big price in here, especially if they pound glowing going global down, you know, even below that four to five morning line. So to me, Karakatsi is an interesting price horse in here, the 10.
1: Karakatsi, rise with the Yahtzee. Dennis, what did you think here?
2: Well, I think that um, going... Chris is right about going global. That's going to be a tough horse to beat. Um, and for a lot of people, it may well be their single that they play in the, in in the pick five sequence. I, I think the horse is going to get absolutely pounded at the windows. I think that, you know, four to five would look like stealing. I think this horse is likely to be one or two to five in the race. Um, you know, having said that, I'm going to try to beat the horse. i I'm the only hope that maybe she won't be as good at Del Mar as she's been at Santa Anita. All four wins here in the U S of course, have been at Santa Anita and, and there's no reason to think that she won't like Del Mar, but, but if you, if you're looking for a reason to take a chance against her, that would perhaps be it. Uh, I, I, I don't mind outside posts going a mile on the Del Mar turf. Uh, they have a pretty long run up going a mile on the turf at Del Mar, and therefore there's a fairly long run to the first turn. If you uh, uh, either, you know, you have a choice of either taking back and, 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 and making your run, or if you have a horse that has a little bit of speed, perhaps trying to angle for position so that you don't go too wide in the first turn. And over the years, I've had some success playing horses that are drawn to the outside, going, going a flat mile at Del Mar. The fractions going a mile, because of the long run up are always very fast, you know, good horses, it's not uncommon at all to see a 22 flat or a 22 and change first quarter going a mile on the turf at Del Mar. Um, I, I'm going to take a chance in the race with the horse drawn way out in the 12 hole closing remarks. Uh, it's a six to one morning line and I'm hoping it holds that if if the two horse really going global really does get pounded at the, at the windows. Uh, Closing remarks ran a couple of pretty competitive races with going global at San Anita. Uh, I don't know that was ever necessarily going to beat going global in either of those races, but they were close enough uh, in my mind uh, that I'm willing to to take a chance. Uh, Umberto Rispoli uh, has been masterful at Del Mar uh, since he's arrived in the U.S. Uh, struggled a little bit last weekend and ran a lot more seconds than first. So I think he had two winners and ran second seven times. Uh, but uh, I, I really respect him and his ability to ride the turf there. I think he's a terrific rider for for, for finding where to put his horse as they're going down the back stretch. He doesn't wait uh, and, until getting you know, to, the, to the top of the stretch to make his decision. And at Del Mar, uh, it's very difficult to wait until you get to the top of the stretch uh, because the stretch is a little bit shorter than it is at uh, Santa Anita. But I think he's good enough that he may be able to negotiate uh, a good trip, even from the 12 hole. Uh, the horse has an amazingly fast best of 25 dirt work at San Anita, uh, and, and I, you know, I, I know the horse has exhibited uh, how fast she's able to run on the turf. So uh, I, I'm going to take a chance with uh, with closing remarks. Her, her last start at Santa Anita, uh, Victor Espinoza rode, and she did clip heels early in the race and. It ended up having to circle the wagons very, very wide in the race and flattened out a little bit late. But I'm, I'm hopefully, hopeful with Riskability that it does negotiate that trip and maybe maybe can get something in the range of that six to one. And uh, uh, I certainly would uh, um, use her in addition to going global on my pick five.
1: All right. Well, trying to beat the the, the heavy favorite, and I'm going to do the same thing as you guys. I'm going with uh, another horse that's uh, a little bit longer, at least I I don't think it's going to be 30 to one, but it's the four freedom flyer who stumbled and was bumped pretty hard in the last race, still overcame that trouble and won the race handily. And I'm always impressed when horses can do that, when they can overcome the obstacle, and I think she's got some upside, and that was her best race, and with a little bit more improvement and a nice post in this race. And if she has no trouble, she might be able to take this race. Uh, she also cost 450000 as a two-year-old, which means that they probably always thought pretty highly of her, and maybe she's just getting good now. So that's my play.
0: Yeah, that horse will probably be 50 to 1, so you... If you can catch that one, you'll catch a lightning in a bottle.
2: Um, Yeah. Go ahead, Chris.
0: I was going to say the closing remarks I liked. uh, The extreme outside post does make me nervous. uh, uh, Combined with the high weight, those are the two things that kept me from making that horse my pick. But, you know, if Rispoli can work a trip, that horse has been training Lice out and has had some excuses. So, you know, I agree that one's a contender. Uh, the other one I would consider would be Madone, who, I think that's how you pronounce it. Madone. Madone. Yeah. Um, who um, was a good horse last year, and, and the two starts this year has had some excuses. So, you know, third off a layoff with a clean trip, the horse could really run a big race. The thing I don't like about it, it, it is carrying weight. It is on an out, on the outside, and you know, the it'll probably be the you know a strong second choice to the favorite, but you know certainly wouldn't shock me if it runs a good race.
1: You had something else, Dennis.
2: Well, I was going to say we're going to see a uh, a horse in this race, uh, the eleven horse Nimbo Stratus, uh, uh, running here in the stakes race off a claim of one hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars, the hard largest claim I have ever seen in my lifetime. Uh, this horse was claimed off of Peter Miller uh, in in May at Santa Anita uh, by um, Leonard Powell for an owner SF Racing LLC, who I'm not really familiar with, uh, but they ventured in for 150,000 bucks. So uh, somebody uh, either uh, thinks this horse has a lot of upside, or has a lot of money, uh, or perhaps both. Um, horses run against these horses before. I mean, she she was a uh, a length and a half off going global at Santa Anita sprinting off the rail back in February. Um, Maybe that would be one other outsider in the race that, 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 uh, I I would give a small chance to, like I said, I've I've never seen a horse claim for 150,000. So, uh, somebody has some confidence in the horse and Leonard Powell is a very capable trainer. 12
1: to one on Nimbo Stratus
0: yeah the horse has been sprinting. It seems like it might be better sprinting, but if it can stretch out and work a trip, it wouldn't you know i I could see that horse winning
1: mm-hmm. yeah, oh for four at the distance one third. All right, let's move to the eleventh race it's This is my favorite race of the sequence. I'm kidding it's the it's a claiming race it's six furlongs on the dirt purse of 25 thousand Phillies mares three-year-olds and up Dennis what did you think here
2: well this is the bottom of the barrel uh pretty much stuff here in Southern California 16 thousand non-winners of two lifetime uh for them quite frankly for the most part you know if you looked at another track it would be five thousand non-winners of two lifetime I think they're kind of the same same sort of horses I I I'm not sure that if if they've been running for sixteen n two l, twelve five n two l or five thousand n two l, it makes much difference. Uh, a lot of times I'll look to see what level they broke their maiden at uh, and, and and start doing some narrowing that way. but uh, this is a uh, you know this is' it's a field of of just not very good horses. my My top choice in the race is a is a, another horse that's eligible for the ship and win. and that's the eight horse, chewy chewy good. Uh, this horse was claimed out of a 10,000 N2L at uh, Churchill last time out, uh, which was back on May 27th. Um, the horse comes out of its last two races that had repeat winners, uh, a 10,000 N2L and a 25,000 N2L at Oaklawn where, where it was routing. Each of those races did have uh, two next out winners, now, You know, not just the horse that won the race, but another horse in the race came back to win as well. Uh, the horse that beat it last time Miss Moon Pie is a speed horse that has now won 3 races in a row and this horse was out challenging near the lead going 7 furlongs that day uh has come out here to California and popped a couple of pretty nice works at a 47 1 best of 13 on the training track at San Anita and then uh worked a 48 2 at Del Mar which was 18th of 84 um and uh, I think has some, some measure of speed, uh, drawn, drawn outside. If the track plays like it does last, you know, like it did last week, I think the horse may very well be in a, in a nice position to, uh, you know, to win the race when they turn for home, Trevor McCarthy, uh, new to Southern California, but as most of the people know, a very accomplished East coast rider, primarily on the, on the, um, Maryland circuit, but did try New York. And I think did okay in New York. Uh, is here to to give Southern California a whirl, and I think uh, should do okay out here um, uh, in the long run. And and so that is my that is my top pick in the race uh, in a in a race with a lot of not very good horses.
1: Chewy, chewy, good. The trainer Jeff Metz, uh, according to the numbers I'm looking at, he hits at one percent at Del Mar. So. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> well, he. This maybe, maybe this is the one.
1: This this could be the one eight to one. That's not a bad way to uh to sort of go to go to two percent. Chris, what did you think?
0: Well, I, I think Chewy Chewy Good's an interesting horse, so I would definitely include that one. I, I have two horses I like in here. Uh, one real long shot, I'll save that one for later. The other one, uh, not quite as speculative, but still a big price, and that's the 11 horse. Jaring Cat, who, um, you know he he hasn't been losing a lot of races because the or the horse hasn't run in a while, uh, or she hasn't. Um, uh, she broke her maiden for thirty thousand at Los Alamitos last end of last year, and then went on the bench. Uh, they've been training up to this race with some good workouts. I kind of like that, and You know, to me, the horse has some upside, hasn't run in a long time and, you know, could come out firing. This is the kind of race where you could have kind of a put over horse coming off the bench um, that uh, might surprise at a price. So to me, a 11 daring cat is definitely uh, a live long shot in here.
1: Interesting play. Uh, The trainer has a 244. ROI at Del Mar, and also hits with the jockey Abel Cedillo at 19. percent I was not as creative as you guys. And the, the the horse that I picked as my just my logical play was the six Traffic Stopper. Uh, it's not going to be any value, might even be the favorite, um, but has you know ran pretty fast as a two-year-old, and since the claim has run improved races and uh it's gonna be coming off a pace that is projected to be pretty hot according to time form so you know i i if i play this pick five i may just single that horse because um i don't really want to go too deep in this crazy field (laughs) so traffic stopper for me
2: Chris's eleven horse is actually my second choice in the race. Uh, Darren Cat, I, I, you know the when he broke his maiden at, at Del Mar, the horse that ran fourth that day was a horse named Disco Fever, who's come out of that race to win uh, his next three—a maiden special weight and two optional fifty uh, allowance type races—and uh, that horse had a little trouble. Alfredo Marquez uh, is. Old-time trainer, been around Southern Cal for a long, long time. Not particularly good on layoff horses, but I do I do think he's got this one spotted correctly, and, and the horse does get Lasix for the first time. If he's ready, I think it'd be a, a real threat in the race. One other horse I liked a little bit, and I do think there is quite a bit of speed in the race, but speed on the drop can always be very dangerous, and that would be the five-horse Sweet Soulmate. Uh, George Pompopadromo, uh, and I'm just thrilled that I've learned after many years to pronounce his name, but um, <laughs> uh, Sweet Soulmate uh, has had speed against considerably better, broke his maiden wire-to-wire at Santa Anita against maiden 30s with uh, one of the best speed riders on the circuit, Edwin Maldonado, came back and tried that optional 50 starter allowance condition, had speed, and uh, actually got eased in the stretch and takes the drop, and that, you know, that could be looked at many ways, like there's something wrong with him i tend to think he's probably just getting placed back where he does belong had a fairly nice delmar work of 48 and four uh the one negative issue for me is that drayden van dyke gets on board and and drayden uh has just completely lost his confidence uh, i don't know uh what may have happened off the racetrack but this is a rider that won the delmar meet a couple of years ago both uh, the prestigious summer meet and the fall meet, and I know he's got uh, plenty enough talent, but he just doesn't seem to be the same rider right now. But he, he he does get a horse that very well may be fast enough to be on the lead, and and if he is placed right, he could he he could uh, stand tall on the day. He would be he would be my other horse in the race.
0: Yeah, for me, I have one other kind of bomber in here. Um, it's actually a stable made of chewy, chewy good. Um, Jeff Metz, that 1% Delmar trainer that um, <laughs> Scott mentioned. Uh, the seven-horse Heart River uh, was a pretty decent, you know, hard-knocking, cheaper horse in Kentucky. They shipped it out to California, and it really never really ran at all when it came out here. But they've given it six months off. It's come back right race last time out at Los out wasn't bad it it showed a little speed was kind of parked wide all the way out um i think it got a lot out of that race and now it comes in here second off the layoff and um based on what it was running you know last you know spring there's no reason why it couldn't win this race or it could, and it could be sitting on like a career best effort second start off the layoff as a four-year-old the jockey, I don't know anything about. It's uh, clearly not a top Southern California rider, but I watched uh, its ride his the, the rider on the horse at Los Al, and it, it seemed to do okay, and it's riding it back here. Um, so, you know that horse could be a giant price in here. It's twenty one in the morning line, but in this big field, it could get completely lost and go off at a, at at monster odds. And I, you know, there is a lot of pace in here, and this is one of the horses that can come from out of it. So, you know, I don't know if it'll win, but it could at least get a piece at a big price. So the Seven Heart River is kind of interesting. This is the kind of race where you can catch a horse like that, um, and, you but, know, at big price.
1: And I actually had Heart River as my other choice in the race. I I, I hate the the 1% uh, Del Mar meet, but at the same time, this horse had a really nice workout going into its last race. And, um, often a horse that shows, a you know, an improved workout pattern, it takes one more race before it actually delivers on that, um, that, that improved workout. So, yeah, I mean, uh, if I play the pick five, which I don't know if I'm going to, I probably am not, but if I did, I'd probably now have to include the horse because, um, there's a few things to like.
0: Yeah. He, and he, you know, he definitely needed that race probably off the long layoff. And and so, I mean, I I think you'll see an improved effort and, you know, Jeff Metz is 1% at, at Del Mar, but he has a really cheap stable. And so, You know, his horses aren't capable of winning at Del Mar, most of them. But if they are, it's in a race like this, you know, at the bottom at the bottom of the of the barrel in terms of the class. So, you know, you've got two of them in here. It looks like, you know, including a ship and win one that that um, Dennis mentioned. So I think he's well meant in here. I I wouldn't be surprised to see both his horses run well.
1: Can you guys one of you guys explain the ship and win program just, uh, you know, as a handicapping angle?
2: Sure, i'll give it a shot um you know delmar uh in, in particular has has really tried in the last couple of years to entice uh horsemen to ship their horses to southern california to in, increase field sizes and uh et cetera here on the west coast and the ship and wind program this year and i could be off a little bit in some of my amounts but i think they're guaranteeing like four thousand dollars a start for any starter that, that comes that hasn't raced in california that horse hasn't been in california for at least 12 months and then on the turf i believe they get a 40 percent bonus over and above the whatever purse money they would win from the just the normal purse and on the dirt they get a 50 percent bonus um should they win the race in addition to the to the purse money so it's it's very lucrative and um uh, a little bit more money for the dirt because the dirt field sizes have been smaller than the turf field sizes in general. And and uh, it it looks like it's working. Uh, you have horses that are trainers that train here, like Bob Hess bringing horses in. But last weekend, there were a few horsemen that, that uh, ran horses here that typically don't run horses here, like uh, Todd Fincher from the, I think he's from your Texas slash Louisiana, Oklahoma circuit and uh, jeff engler i believe is on the kentucky circuit and I, I know mike maker ran a lot of horses here last weekend or ran several horses here last weekend won a couple of them in the ship and win situation and i don't remember mike maker really ever running horses here other than an occasional stakes horse that might have shipped out here so um that's kind of it in a nutshell i think and uh you know here being the island that we tend to be here on the west coast so far removed from all the racetracks in the midwest and the east uh the the powers that be both at sanita and and del mar have worked pretty hard to try to to try to entice horsemen to send their horses out here
1: do you have anything else to add on this race chris
0: no that was it i think you know i i'm gonna hope that jeff Metz can can double his, his win percentage yeah, i think
2: chris's point is well taken about jeff metz's stock in fact i'm kind of surprised that jeff started enough horses over the year at del mar to have a one percent uh, uh number that uh, you know that means he's run at least something in the vicinity of 100 horses uh but i i do think he's he's become a a much improved trainer in recent years since he's run more and more of his stock at places like turf paradise and emerald downs. And, and, and the reason for that, I think is spot on to what Chris said. He just doesn't have really good stock. I think, I think he can train and, and, and this is a, this is a turf paradise, emerald downs kind of race. Uh, It may say 16,000, but like I said earlier, it could just as well be 5,000 and too well, in my opinion. Yeah, the bottom's the
0: bottom no matter where you're at, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. <laughs> you know, I'm going to uh, I'm I'm beginning to to like that uh that play of Chris's that you're also going to include Dennis Daring Cat. Uh the trainer yeah. hits at, he's got an ROI of $2.54 uh off layoffs of 90 days or more and it's about 180 days um so I don't know about like that, quite that, that long, but that's a good thing. And he's also adding Lasix.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. First time. And, so you know, she, she, yeah. And it, this is kind of, to me, the, this sort of smells like a, a put over type, you know, this horse been training really well, fresh in it. They, you know, they probably could have started at Los Al or somewhere, but they're going for Del Mar. Right. And where the pools are bigger. And so I, I just wouldn't be surprised at all that horse fires.
1: Yet another horse to, to include. <laughs> so, are you guys actually playing this pick five? Do you think? Well,
2: oh, I have to now. I have too much time. I to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, I, I'm going ri- to play it because I. Go ahead. No, go go, Dennis. Yeah, I, I'm going to play it because I do think there's, you know, there's maybe one or two favorites that that could be vulnerable and and um uh, and it could be with a big bomb like. Yeah, especially here in the last race. I mean, I think, I, I think this is a race that historically at Del Mar we've seen some monster payoffs. I know Chalk wins these two races, but but sometimes we get some in, incredibly crazy prices here in in the Pick Five sequence. It just takes one to have a really nice payoff.
1: Okay. Yeah, for
0: me the, the the stumbling block is that first leg with all the first-time starters. Um, I do like that at least they made it the first leg. So. Um, We can see how these firsters are getting bet, Um, you know, even as early as as as, uh, you know, looking at the double will pays or not the will pays but the doubles going forward from the sixth race. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that helps. But it's just it's hard for me to play a race like that because it's like you almost have to go all. And I just hate doing that, especially if, you know, the Baffert horse (laughs) ends up winning the race so i i that that one's a stumbling block for me but some of the other races are kind of interesting um so even if i don't play the pick five there's definitely some races in here where you know i'll probably be willing to, to make a bet assuming i get the price i'm i think i will
2: well del mar historically you know when the field sizes are are, are big del mar historically has had very very good pay i said, quite frankly the same with san anita when we're fortunate enough here on the West Coast to get big fields. The payoffs are usually very, very lucrative. Um, we just, in, in recent years, we just haven't had the big fields often enough. And um, uh, I'm, I'm pleased so far with what I've seen at Del Mar with the field sizes. I know they don't look quite as good this weekend as they did first weekend, but uh, I, I'm gonna be down playing at the Del Mar tournament next weekend. I, I don't know if I'll see you there, Chris, but uh, are, you, are you planning on coming down?
0: Uh, no, I'm definitely not going down there, but I might play it online. I think there's an online uh, You option. won't play that
2: one online. That, oh, that, that does not? Have it online. Okay. That one doesn't. The one later in the meet does, but, but oh, that that's one that's the one I'm thinking uh, of
0: then. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I, yeah.
0: I won't be there next week. So good luck to you. Yeah. Hope you win it. Yeah.
2: And, and, um, and, and so, um, hopefully they'll have good field sizes. Um, uh, like I said, historically when they've, when they've had nice fields at Del Mar, there's, there's some really nice prices. You have a lot of betters that go there. Hopefully, it'll be that way even here in post pandemic. But you have a lot of betters that go to Del Mar that are sort of like sort of like the betters that show up on Derby Day. You know, they're they're there for a beach weekend and uh, they're putting they're putting a few bucks on their, you know, on the favorite uh, color, their favorite number, and um, uh, sometimes sometimes you can get a nice price on a horse that uh, surprises you.
1: Did you guys have any other plays on this card?
2: I have not looked at any other races on this card at this point. I, I just completely focused on races seven through 11.
0: Yeah, I really didn't have anything else to add um, yet on this card either. How about right. you, Scott?
1: I have not looked at any other race. This is a tough pick five. <laughs> I was handicapping right up until the moment we started this podcast
0: yeah. The fun thing about this pick five is just the variety. I mean, we've got, you know, first timers, two-year-olds, we got the bottom level claimer. We've got, you know, stakes races on the turf. We've got, you know, dirt sprint um, optional claimers. So, you know, this was testing the whole, you know, toolbox of handicapping skills to get through
2: this pick five. Yeah, I agree. I think it was a fun pick, pick five to work on. I, I spent, more time on these five races than I typically would on a, on a five race sequence in the pick five. Uh, not just because I was doing the podcast because, but I, I think because it was, it, it was so varied in nature. Um, but definitely, definitely a fun one to handicap.
1: All right. Terrific. Well, I'd like to thank our guest, Dennis, the Dennis, thanks for handicapping with us this week. Oh,
2: uh, thanks. I really enjoyed it. Uh, a lot of fun,
1: a lot of fun and hopefully we can cash some tickets. Let's
2: let's uh, let's, uh, let's ship and win ourselves.
1: <laughs> that will conclude show number one thirty one of the Sport of Kings pod. Good luck in the Delmar Pick Five, and please enjoy the Brooklyn Boogaloo Blowout. I'll see you on Sport of Kings. Cheers. Giddy up